Yes, Corey's gone now. It's oh, just no. us. Who would like to be Moria? Oh, yes. Here is a scroll of power would kill. You may use this <laughs> to defeat the bad guy. <laughs> the Moria. So Here's when like. Moria tells us all the secrets of the campaign. Can I get a 50-50 stake in your business as well? Sure, you can have it all. Oh, so kind. <laughs> Uh, oh no! Oh no! I really hope he didn't just lose all of his recording. Oh shit! Oh no! Yeah, because he's the only one who does the backup recording as well. Yep. Oh, dunk. Hey, it's Corey, your DM. Welcome to Vibe Proficiency, a D and D podcast about death, doing time, and saying goodbye. I guess. Uh, not gonna lie, this one was kind of a whole thing. Uh, there was a while where it looked like this episode was going to be just unsalvageable due to a power outage corrupting my recording. Uh, I've been kind of dreading the fact that I'd have to edit this one, and uh, I, had, I had no idea how I was going to fix it. Uh, the file was fully broken, and no software was able to play it. Uh, I spent weeks trying to salvage something out of it because uh, without my recording, I, I don't even have a way to like automate syncing up the rest of the party's recordings. I was eventually able to get a file that at least played, um, but it was also unusable for the show. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll put a little clip in right now. Gentle punch to the shoulder armor. Uh, she says, secret save with me. All right, I don't want to play much more than that because it is incredibly grating and, and not all of it ended up being as clear as that clip, actually. Uh, some of it is just garbled beyond belief and I still have no idea what I actually said during most of this episode. Uh, Corey, wait, then how is this episode so long? I'm glad you asked, dear listener. Uh, I manually aligned everyone else's tracks just based on, you know, guessing. Uh, lots of trial and error there. Uh, and every time they talked, I wrote down what they said. And then I'd sit and wonder to myself what I must have said to make the party respond in the way that they did. <laughs> and then I'd write my best guess, you know, based on, you know, what I remember happening during that session uh, and listening to the corrupt audio. And uh, then I'd, I re-recorded the entirety of my part for this episode. Uh, it took a few months slotting lines into the edit and, and you know, making notes about what worked and what didn't and re-recording as necessary when things sounded you know, disjointed or, you know, if, if whatever I had come up with turned out to break continuity later in the episode. And that happened a lot. Uh, <laughs> I've effectively been doing Mad Libs since June, trying to make sure this episode got to exist. Uh, if it were one of those less story-centric episodes, I may have just uploaded an apology and like recapped everything that happened. But this one is, I mean, it's sort of a story pillar uh, for a handful of reasons. And, and it marks a tonal shift in our game. And I didn't want to cheat you out of that. And I definitely didn't want to take away from the party's, in my opinion, like really exceptional character moments in this one. Um, so thanks for A, being patient uh, and B, overlooking any awkwardness that, you know, may ensue when you're trying to make dialogue recorded two years later sound like it was part of the original. Uh, anyway, uh, I hope that it's really obvious at this point, but I, I, I love making this show with my friends and I really hope you like it. Um, you know, hey, rate us on iTunes and Spotify, etc. Uh, unless you hate it. Uh, and then, you know, maybe don't. I don't know. <laughs> Up to you. Uh, but thanks for coming back for another one of these. Thanks for waiting. Uh, and I hope you enjoy this episode. All right. I'll talk to you later. Bye. <laughs> I am Becca. I am playing Mira. She is a tiefling druid. Uh, today's fun fact about Mira is throughout this whole journey, 
She's been wearing a lot of ragtaggy clothes. We haven't really talked about it, uh, but she makes all of her own clothing, uh, much like she made her own staff because she has to, because she lives alone in the woods. So everything she wears is a little patchy. Uh, that's why her staff looks a little handmade and why it has all her spellcasting uh, elements on it, because she doesn't know what else to do with them. She's learning on her own. Fibers or? Whatever she can get. She prefers fibers uh, because she's not intentionally going to kill one of the animals. Yeah, that's uh, fair. But circle of life. So <laughs> she might have a little bit of leather in there. Uh, that's where she got her armor from. Right. Uh, Casey, uh, tell us about, I don't know, whoever you're telling us about today. Uh, I'm Casey. Uh, I play Cad. He is a barbarian, uh, inhabiting the body of Kira, uh, a monk. Fun fact about Cad. Um, is Casey going to have to start doing two fun facts now or what? No, I'm not. I'm absolutely not doing two fun facts. <laughs> I'm absolutely not doing two. Why don't you just like pick whichever one makes sense in the moment, you know? Yeah, I'll do that. And by pick one, I mean I'll think of it on the spot. <laughs> uh, fun fact about Cad. Um, I was going to say all the only thing he wants to do is destroy the world, but that's not a fun fact. It might it be might for be, Cad. That's fun. That's, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't... Well, yeah. Okay, I'll go with that. Uh, fun fact for Cad, the only thing he wants is to destroy this uh, the planar system. Sounds like a great guy. <laughs> Totally not evil. You said that so casually. <laughs> he wants to destroy everything. Yeah, but he's not evil. Don't hate him. He's a lovable guy. Yeah, very. Uh, does he stand over people and watch them sleep? <laughs> um, I'm Tyler. I play Cadmus Lightbringer, half-orc paladin. Uh, fun fact is that Cadmus has always wanted to travel the world and create a map of the region, but uh, the thought of traveling bores him so much that he can never map out more than his surrounding area. <laughs> um, I'm uh, Kelly, and I play Harp. She is a changeling ranger. Um, her fun fact is, uh, before she started getting uh, or using Arwell's appearance a lot lately, um, her favorite one was this young woman she saw shopping in a market. And there was nothing really special about her because she just had long brown hair, you know, commoner's clothes. But I think she was just fascinated how carefree she was as she was hanging out in the market with her friends that um, although she won't admit it, it seems like she wishes she had that kind of life, which is why she she tends to use that appearance, even though there's it's just a regular human girl. And that's you, it. You sound like the doppelganger from Witcher. Oh, this is my favorite. What? <laughs> Kelly, you watched Witcher. You know what I'm talking about. I did, but it's been a hot minute. Is there, you know what? Okay. I'm not doing this. Not now. <laughs> okay. Chandler? Okay. <laughs> I thought we were going somewhere with that. <laughs> now I choked on my tea. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. You good? Uh, <laughs> Sorry. Maybe I should mute myself. <laughs> no, no. This is all very usable. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Chandler. I play uh, Elwyn Peck, a elf turned into a pseudo-dragon until he does a hundred good deeds. A uh, fun fact about Elwyn Peck, uh, which in turn is a fun fact about me, is uh, I was incorrectly playing a sorcerer or a warlock and how his spell slots work. <laughs> yeah, they're they're going to fucking cancel it. I've never played a warlock before, but a wizard always just has like spell slots. 
and a warlock only ever has two spell slots, but every time he short rests, he gets those back. But those spell slots can cast a ninth level spell, a first level spell. It just depends on what spells you have. Yeah, it's so I misunderstood that, so it's fixed now. But I don't think I ever broke it because I never really cast it. Because most of my spells that I do are ritual spells. No, it's fine. I mean, we know now. You know? I mean, it doesn't matter. We're all going to die anyway, so I think you figured that out. <laughs> it is good. It's, for your, it's really for your good. next warlock. My next warlock. <laughs> it goes in line with all of us, because I am sure I've been playing this game wrong <laughs> the entire time, and we'll hear about it. Yeah, I, I mean, I'd be lying if I said I hadn't received some, uh, actually, DMs in the past, but, you know, what are you going to do? Uh, okay, I'm Corey. Uh, I'm the DM. Uh, fun fact about Corey is that he accidentally created a hostile recording environment because everyone thinks I've already decided that their characters are about to be dead. <laughs> to be fair, we we worry about that because Corey, like, sent to the group chat, hey, everyone have a second character ready to kill all your characters today. I, mean, I can't deny, I did do that. Importantly, <laughs> because I spent the money on Mira's Hero Forge, which comes tomorrow, the day after she dies. Yeah, whoops. That'll be a nice little memorial. <laughs> <laughs> it will. Uh, all right. Last time on Vibe Proficiency, uh, you all chose to head to Central Plaza with the friends you recruited, uh, hoping to hold off the oncoming undead. Uh, they came in numbers that you couldn't have imagined, and things were starting to look pretty bleak. Uh, Hildry wasn't faring very well in the fight, and you lost Roe and Moira in the fog cloud, but uh, the five of you banded together and collectively pooled your will into the crown itself, turning the tide of the fight and, and eventually stopping the undead in their tracks entirely. Uh, as the dust settled, paladins rushed into the square to clear out the frozen undead and heal all your friends, uh, but unfortunately, Hildry couldn't be saved. And to make matters worse, you were caught holding the very artifact you were hired to locate, and by Anseal himself. Uh, but you know what they say, failure is the best teacher, and mm -hmm. uh, dispatching <laughs> an uncountable number of undead sure sounds like a load of EXP to me, so we're going to level <laughs> up. Uh, Becca, let's start with you. Uh, so for Druids at level five, I get finally some third level spells. Ooh-wee, uh, what'd you get? Um, as a forest druid, I automatically get Call Lightning, um, which I'm just gonna say she has a lot of angst built up in her, and she's about to <laughs> let that go. Oh yeah, Call Lightning as well as Plant Growth, which uh, I don't actually know what that one does quite yet. You know what? Me either. Uh, let's let's look it up. Uh, yeah, I have the card here. So what do yeah, I nice. do? Oh, I can enrich land with plants. Uh oh. Yeah. Okay, so it's a third level transmutation utility spell. It is. This one. It, this is an automatic known, so it doesn't count against how many I can prepare. Um, I also get. I'm going with speak with plants. Oh. Uh, so all those plants that I can grow, I can now tell them what to do. Good. <laughs> uh, and dispel magic, which will be fun. Uh, and then as a tiefling, I also now have the darkness spell, which I get to use, and it doesn't count against my spell slots, which is fun. So I get to use it once, not counting against a spell slot, and then I could use it, and it would use up a second-level spell slot. So she, she just got a little dangerous. That's going to be a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. Uh, Casey, how about you? I, I know you've got like a couple of sheets to manage now. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, first, uh, health went up for both of them. Um, and then Kira is now uh, monk level three, rogue level two. At level two for rogue, she gains cunning action. Love cunning action. She can dash, disengage, or hide. And then Cad is a level five barbarian now. 
which lets him attack twice instead of once. Uh, and he also gets fast movement, uh, which increases his uh, speed by 10 while not wearing uh, heavy armor, which he never wears armor. Sick. Yep. It's 40. Yeah, that's that's all I got. Sounds pretty good. Uh, Tyler, what does Cadmus have going on? So I, I rerolled my health. I now have a max of 42. Um, instead of leveling up to a level 5 paladin, which would have given me a lot of cool stuff, I instead leveled up into a level 1 warlock. Great. Um, my patron is known as the Undying, mm-hmm. and uh, don't know much more than that, but I am a part warlock now. Two of That's you. mysterious and exciting. Mm, yeah, interesting. Other than that, uh, everything else is the same. All right, then. Uh, Kelly, how about you? Yeah, um, well, uh, leveling up to five as a ranger, um, not much has really changed. I mean, uh, I just get an extra attack, and then my HP went up. And that's it. There's no, uh, this round, there's nothing cool. <laughs> Sometimes you gotta love the simplicity. Oh, you know, wait, actually, are you sure? Because, um, I thought there was, I thought maybe you got, like, a conclave feature or something at level five. Oh, cool, cool, cool. Which conclave did you pick again? I have Gloomstalker. Okay, I, I think you get... Um, I think it's rope trick. I think you get access to the rope trick spell then. Oh. Yeah, I'm adding it to your sheet now. Oh, there it is. There is that rope trick. <laughs> well, now I know what I have because I did it. <laughs> Lots of movie parts, yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so make sure that's all set up on your sheet and stuff. Okay, so just go into my... Of course. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, my house is 100 years old, guys. <laughs> I was about to say, who has a landline phone? <laughs> it's... It's a long story, y'all. I don't know. My parents have one, I guess. Yep. I don't know the number, though. (laughs) Corey, correct me if I'm wrong, but have I been... At level one, I get unarmored defense, Mm -hmm. which is my AC equals my dex modifier plus your wisdom modifier. Yeah, it's a 10 plus dex plus wisdom if you're not wearing armor. Yeah, which I'm not. Yeah. My AC on here is set for 14. It should be 18. Because my dex and wisdom modifiers are both plus four. So wait, this whole time. Honestly, I I never double checked it, but in hindsight, monks should be harder to hit. Yeah. Well, now I, now I will be. Well, I mean, she wouldn't be if she was going to live through this. Okay, wait. <laughs> For real, what do y'all think is about to happen right now? <laughs> like, that's what I want to know. I, I'm so afraid of Ansiel. I knew at the end of that last episode when we're surrounded by paladins with this artifact in our hand, we were screwed. I feel like we're about to get, like, arrested. <laughs> that's what I was anticipating, but we'll see what happens. Oh, Peck, Peck uh, I thought we were going to talk our way out of it. Because, like, hey, we just stopped it. You're welcome. Yeah, but my fear, too, is that they're going to now blame Heldry. And, like, I don't want to do that either, even though she kind of, it is her fault, but I like her. Oh, it's definitely Mildred's fault. I mean, we could we could blame her. I mean, she's dead. And then we'll make up for it later. I mean, also another option, yeah. <laughs> um, For clarification, too, because this is going to inform how I play this. And I regret saying this on a microphone. But have we killed anyone yet? Have you killed anyone? Yeah, we've only killed undead, correct? I think you killed a couple just random people in an alleyway recently. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> okay, we did. <laughs> you did, yeah. Uh, but, you know, we can we can discuss the morality of murder after Chandler tells us all about his level up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, I am uh, taking a level in uh, Godhood. And oh, I actually ooh. now control the game. Oh, good, uh, yeah. Yeah, so we win. 
Easy peasy. Yeah. Uh, no, uh, I am now a uh, level five warlock. Uh, my new HP is up to 32. Ooh, beefy boy. Uh, also, uh, so at level five, I get another Eldridge invocation. Uh, and I am taking back Repelling Blast. So now my Eldritch Blast will now push creatures uh, 10 feet away from us. Nice. Also, with, you know, this whole thing with me not knowing how to properly Warlock, uh, <laughs> I'm supposed to have a total of uh, six spells now at this level. Yes. As well as each time I level up, I can forget a spell to take on a different spell. And yeah. I now have third level spells. So I see where this is going. I am taking counter spell yeah, that's as, nice. at third level. I also, with this, am forgetting one of the first level spells that I never learned to begin with because I forgot to add a spell. Yeah. Uh, and am learning the other third level spell, Vampiric Touch. <laughs> nice. Uh, you, uh, the touch of your shadow wreathed hand can siphon life force from others to heal your wounds. Make a melee spell attack against a creature within your reach. On a hit, the target takes 3d6 necrotic damage, and you regain hit points equal to half the amount of necrotic damage dealt. Until the spell ends, it, it's a concentration spell up to a minute, uh, you can make the attack again on each of your turns as an action. And there's a vampire. <laughs> yep. And also, just as a fun fact for whenever I get to uh, you know, find a familiar, uh, I can cast uh, touch melee spells through a uh, find familiar. I also now have a uh, hold person. Jeez, Arena. I thought I was going to be most afraid of Cad, but uh, <laughs> I think we got to worry about Peck a little bit more. Maybe. Elwyn has goals. <laughs> so yeah, that's uh, that's Elwyn Peck level five. How's Hildry's level up? Shit. I mean, Ow. I guess anything's possible. That she could level up in death? Yeah, hey, you don't know how the afterlife works here yet. Um, Corey, can I request your fun fact this week be about Hildry? I mean... Fun fact? She's dead. <laughs> well, I mean, I can. Uh, are you sure it's not just going to make you sadder? <laughs> I mean, not if it's going to bring the room down, but... <laughs> hey, give us that fun fact. <laughs> yeah, all right. Uh, so one of Hildry's absolute favorite things on this or any other plane of existence is uh, was pastries. Uh, she was like always on the lookout for some new confection to try. Just the, the way she always had some kind of filled turnover within arm's reach behind the curtain at her shop. Just like she really knew her way around a variety of different pastries and like what made them good. Uh, she never really made any herself, but she like really truly delighted in them and all the little things that made them so delicious and fun and unique. Uh, each one was like a, a tiny work of art to Hildry, you know, and she found real joy in the way that they seemed to bring people together. You know, that fact was both fun and factual. <laughs> you try to have one earnest moment. <laughs> All right, we're delaying the inevitable. Are you ready? Yes. Yeah, ready. Still grasping for dear life on the crown, staring at Hildry on the ground. Yeah, that is where we left off, but it has been three full days since the plaza. Your focus is split between your current predicament and that night. To varying degrees, you each keep replaying the scene in your mind's eyes, just wondering if there was something you could have or, or should have done differently. You all remember being surrounded. You remember watching in your peripheral vision as paladins came in and laid healing hands on Roe, on Moira, and you remember that there was nothing that they could do for Hildry. Perhaps some of you can't even think about her right now, and maybe others of you can think of nothing else. 
Here in the cells, you keep replaying the scene in your minds, being held at polearm point, surrounded by paladins and gleaming armor. It took nearly everything from you as a group to hold the power of the crown at bay. How is it even possible that Hildry managed it alone? Your collective focus was only enough to freeze the undead in their tracks, and barely. You all stood together, hands on the crown, as more of the guards quickly dispatched the remaining motionless undead in the area. But when Anseal, your employer and the captain of the guard, made his way into the plaza and gave the command, they turned to you instead. You felt a sickening relief as the crown's will slowly undulating behind your eyes finally subsided. Peace washed over you, and your vision went dark. You awoke in here with nothing but what you were wearing when you were captured. And in the last three days, you've had no contact with your jailers, save for the meals pushed through slots on the door to your two stone and iron cells. Early on during the first day, Cadmus was able to realize that while he and Peck were in a cell together, his unique ability to sense good and evil allowed him to find Harp, Mira, and Kira in a nearby cell by locking onto that dual nature of Kira and Cad. To his surprise, the evil presence that Cad once projected has felt weak over the last three days, but still definitely present. Cadmus, you could easily rely on Peck for simple communication to the rest of the party through his limited telepathy, and he definitely has been, conveying feelings about the comings and goings of the guards while trying to work out some kind of pattern. But then again, Cadmus, have you even been feeling up to talking to anyone? The knowledge that in your desperation to control the crown, you called out to anyone that would lend you aid is still front of mind, as is the knowledge that something answered. You've been having fitful sleep and strange dreams here in the cell ever since. Kira, when the town guard surrounded you, you watched through Cad's eyes with horror at the thought of what he might be capable of in this moment. It's fortunate that you didn't have to find out. He was a bit preoccupied barely holding on to his own will as the crown exerted its influence on each member of the party. Having been forced to take some much-needed rest, your psyche was more poised to regain control of your shared body once you awoke here in the cell. You've become practiced at gaining and holding control, but it was easier than it should have been this time, and maybe you're not sure whether to be glad or worried about that. Harp, you obviously tried to fall back on your training. You know, your mentor had taught you how to get out of stranger places than this, after all. Maybe you changed form and begged for the guards to release you because clearly they had the wrong prisoner and you weren't involved, just an innocent civilian. But no dice. Strict orders from higher up, it seems. Otherwise, there's just been a lot of time to think. What's Harp thinking about now? Um... She's probably sitting in the corner, kind of beating herself up, wondering if she should have ran from that situation. She usually isn't loyal to anybody but herself anyway. I think she's wondering if the bonds were worth it to her, but she has been, you know, she's been getting to know her group. So I think that's her biggest thing, sort of fighting whether this was all worth it or not. It's gotta be a tough question to grapple with. You know, Harp hasn't historically opened herself to, you know, caring and, like, knowing someone. Uh, and speaking of, in the cell with Mira and Kira, has the topic of Cad come up at all? I feel like we would have, especially since Cad was such a surprise. I think she'd also be extremely disappointed that we didn't know anything about it either. I feel like it would depend on the, like, force like in which Mira and and Harp came at her. Like if they just came up and were like, 
So what was that? I think she would either way she's going to she's gonna explain, you know, all of it. Uh how much she explains, I think, would depend on the amount of venom in both of their voices. What I mean what what she'll explain to them is that this is this happened when she was a child. You know, her dad started this ritual uh, to bond the spirit to her, and the ritual took, but she joined a monastery to try and learn how to calm the spirit more. And she did. She succeeded in doing it, learned really good meditative techniques. Um, But then one night, uh, her will faltered and Cad came out. And he destroyed the monastery. And everyone that Kira knew, she came to the next day. She left and went into the woods and lived as a hermit for a while. Right now, she's feeling that again. She's feeling like this thing is a danger to people that she cares about. So as soon as they get out of here, She's going to reevaluate and probably try and get rid of him forever. Yeah, I, I don't mean to speak out of turn, but uh, hearing that about Kira and assuming this conversation's going on, that uh, is definitely going to bring up some things uh, from Europe because hands still on the crown, indents in the palm of her hand staring down at Hildry. She had so much venom in this fight. She is unable to process and her normally black eyes get glossier than you've ever seen them before and uh, sitting in the cell and listening to Kira the venom just washes she turns to Kira and says do you have have you always felt Cad there how did do you do you always feel him or yeah He's, he's always there. Everyone just assumed I was evil, and I always assumed I wasn't, but I think, I think I could be. You, you said you, you burnt down the monastery, and I, I've always been blamed for what happened to my family, and then with Hildry, I, I lost control with her, and if I could lose control with her, then who's to say I didn't do that? I'm not that person everyone thought I was. I'm sorry. And I just am quiet, and I am, like, slightly catatonic. Like, she is so in her head on whether or not she is responsible not only for Hildry and bringing her in this situation and exasperating it, but the feeling that she could have done this without her knowing. And then feeling all that anger she felt for Cad when she saw him walk away from her dissipates because now she feels more connected to Kira than she ever realized she would. Sorry. That was a little dark, but... No, like, it's perfect. Seriously, thank you for that. 
I, I don't think I've made any secret about the fact that this story has, has quickly and accidentally become a place where I'm apparently working through like fears about mortality and also like <laughs> religious trauma. So I, I think that dark has been on the table for a hot minute. Uh, but uh, hey, speaking of religious trauma, uh, I'm really interested to check in with Cadmus too. So Cadmus has been sitting there. It's kind of gnawing on him that he slightly feels disconnected from all the like emotional and physical drain that happened three days ago. So he's not fully back yet. And he's not been having great dreams because he has this constant whisper that he keeps hearing every night. And uh, whatever Peck has been trying to do throughout all this, he's just L1. Yes. When you became a dread, uh, when you were cursed. What of it? Did you talk to someone about that or did it just happen or how did you feel? I made someone very powerful, very upset with me. They did this to me until I do 100 good things for them. I just... I just feel like during the fight, I think I accidentally invited something. What what kind of something? I'm just, I feel whispers in my dreams. Mm. I feel there's these, like- These these dreams, do you see just, you know, just, uh, just drags, grab something out of the, you know, just for, for a, a purple star? Um, no, I- I don't see anything. It's normally just me standing in a black abyss and there's whispering. I just feel like there's something else that has a hold on me right now and I can't rest. Um, do you have any, have you felt any ab- abilities? I, I feel more magic in me, but it doesn't feel the same. Have you been able to do anything? I haven't attempted anything yet, but I just know you have your deal with whatever god or entity. Oh, that no, that the, 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 the person who turned me into a pseudo-dragon has nothing to do with the abilities that I have. The only thing Zalaria ever did for me was turn me into this hideous creature. My power comes from a great and old, powerful deity that I have been chasing for some time. I, I haven't seen or heard the whispers in, in over five years, but I'm sure this is where my power comes from. Uh, I'm just worried that I somehow split my soul in two, and I don't know what to do about that. And that's where the conversation would have ended. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, and Peck... What have you been up to in here? Uh, point of order here. Have they said anything to us about we're standing trial? Is there anything that would... Can I see outside of the cell? Like, can I see the hallway outside of the cell? Yeah, whenever they come by with meals, one guard opens like a little sliding hatch at the bottom of the like heavy cell door, and another pushes in meals on a tray. Uh, and you're low enough on the ground that you could see out for So, sure. So my plan would have been probably, you know, hang out. I would have, you know, you know, watched for the pattern windows. How many mills do they give us a day? Three a day. 
at just about the same times. So I can I can assume which one's dinner because uh, that's the one I'd be waiting for. Yeah, I mean, let's say that during two of the three meals, you can like see sunlight in the hallway when they slide open the hatch. Uh, but it's like it's much dimmer, and maybe there's torchlight during the other meal, so you can assume that one's probably evening. So when I look out, can I see like a corner off? Like like what what do I see when I when I look out of the little slot? Do I can I see something far enough away like that I. I would feel comfortable that I could misty step to to be up against a wall. Yeah, by the middle of day three, you kind of have like a sense for about when your meal is going to come. Uh, you like, you know, you flatten yourself to the ground and, and like wait at an angle that might get you some visibility down the hall. Uh, and when lunch comes, you finally get a good look. Uh, this hall seems to terminate in a dead end uh, and higher up on that wall, it's like a half-rounded window. Cool. Uh, and maybe you saw like uh, like boots walking past that window as you were looking out. So you could kind of tell that this is like, that window is ground level on the outside. You are sunken in uh, from the ground floor here inside a little bit. Like if you were outside, this would look kind of almost like a storm drain window, like uh, along the ground on the side of this building. There's no glass, it's just open, save for some big bars that cover it. Uh, and those bars are clearly designed to keep, you know, humanoids from slipping in or out. But even from here, you can tell that they're wide enough for you specifically. Cool. Uh, then uh, leading up to that, I'd be like, Cadmus, I'm going to leave you when they bring us dinner next, but I will return. I will get us out of this. I trust you. As dinner comes tonight, I am misty stepping out. All right, yeah. Uh, as dinner comes, you're you're like lying in wait, ready to see down the hall so you can misty step out of the cell. Uh, where are you trying to jump to? I misty step to the wall. Specifically from where I am, if I can see like the window, like the bars. Okay, I'm... like you're jumping to the little like ledge of the window itself and grabbing the bars. Yeah, yeah, yeah to like be able to then squeeze through the bars. Yeah, and the two guards aren't really looking that direction while they deal with the food. Like their passive perception isn't terribly high. Uh, they would have no reason to expect this, you know? Uh, and once the door is open, you see your mark and vanish, uh, reappearing down the hall and, and grabbing onto the bars. And uh, you can slip through them, no problem. Uh, what do you do next? What what do I see? Uh, taking a quick glance around, you, you seem to be on the side of this building facing another one. It's sort of like a, a side alley situation. Uh, but you see a few landmarks that you recognize, right? Like there's the large green space in the distance to your left. Uh, and to your right, you notice the, the high walls of Moonvale Manor, like where you stayed with Ansel not that long ago. Uh, judging by those, you realize you're somewhere in the northeast corner of town. And then you, you kind of piece together that you're likely outside the barracks building, uh, like, like the one you came to when you warned Ansel about the impending attack. Uh, there doesn't seem to be a ton of foot traffic here on the side of the building, so you are not immediately in danger of being seen. Uh, what are you doing? I need my bag folding. Couldn't hurt. Uh, where are you going to look for it? Where would I... So my thought is, I don't know if, if our stuff would be in the guardhouse or if Anseal would have taken it to his personal office in his manor. Uh, I mean, you probably think it through and you probably come to the conclusion that it stands to reason that, you know, if you were imprisoned and they took your stuff, the stuff is probably in the prison. Shoot. <laughs> I'll let you know it does seem like you may be able to, like, maneuver around somewhat easily here if you're careful. It's not exactly, like, bustling, like Central Plaza out here. Uh, and you see more windows, like the one you just came out of along this side of the building. Cool. Then I'm going to go I'm gonna go window to window until I see something that looks like um, a main room, a main office, something where they would be keeping these personal effects. 
Yeah, you peek in and you see maybe like a couple of, you know, nondescript hallways, maybe a room with like a blackboard and several chairs, like a like maybe some kind of briefing room. Uh, and then you see a smallish room with one person sitting at a desk, sort of kicked back in his chair, just absentmindedly. Uh, and behind him, there's a there's a sort of like a caged room. Uh, and there's, I mean, just all sorts of stuff in it. Like this has to be where they're keeping the confiscated items. Solid. Uh... Do it came from where I am. Do I have a path where I could get to that without crossing in front of this person's vision? Uh, let's say you're on his his right side uh, when you're looking into the room. Yeah. Cool. Then I'm gonna go check that thing out. Yeah, you hop into the room. I will skitter in, climb down, keeping low to the ground, keeping my uh, keeping my wings tucked in, nice and tight. Yeah. Roll stealth. Uh, I'll give you advantage because you're not like coming in through the door or anything. He's a bit preoccupied. Watch me, watch me double nat one. <laughs> I would love to see that, actually. <laughs> That's a 12. 12 was the DC, so you're I was right. like, if I double nat one right here, guys, I got plans. <laughs> but I also don't want this to be the Chandler plays D&D show. No, that's okay. I'm I'm actually silently trying to, to think. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, he's, he's not paying attention. Uh, at least not to the side you're coming from. Uh, the bars on the cage are, again, they're you know they're designed to keep like humanoid-sized folks out, and that's not you. Uh, you'd be able to slip into the cage itself if you wanted to. Uh, is that what you're doing? Oh, absolutely. I'm looking for my stuff and my party stuff. Okay, roll investigation in there, would you? Uh, that's a 23. Yeah, no doubt. Slowly and carefully, you're able to find where your party's stuff was set aside. Uh, it takes you some time to do it quietly, but you're, you're able to find it all. Uh, but now you're presented with the problem of getting like all the stuff out just as quietly. Unfortunately for you, I do have a bag of holding that I'm just going to go ahead and stuff all their stuff into. <laughs> I'm good with that for like the party stuff because I, I I just don't want to deal with the logistics of measuring each person's inventory items. Uh, but you are in a room full of, you know, things. Like there's just a bunch of boxes full of random stuff. Uh, you could easily stay here and, you know, grab a bunch of things. Uh, but I'll tell you that like the longer you take, the more you gather, the more likely it is that your 12 stealth is going to like start to not cut it. Uh, but aside from all the boxes and stuff you'd have to look through, there's just some like stuff lying around that, that wouldn't fit into those containers. Like there's a big old great shield leaned up against the wall. Uh, and when you walk up to it, it's apparent that if you could lift it, uh, it'd be pretty hard to do so quietly and it wouldn't fit into the mouth of your bag. Uh, what do you do? Just wear it on your back like young Link when you got the Hylian shield. You can <laughs> surf on it. Oh, there we go. <laughs> how, how, how wide is it? Maybe like three feet wide. Like it's designed to like protect an entire paladin behind it, you know? Okay. If it was two feet, I was good. <laughs> uh, the shield I leave, I grab all their packs that are in there, toss those in there. So the only things I'm not taking them would be any armor that I cannot easily fit into it or the shield that I cannot fit into it. Uh, so I assume that would be just Tyler's armor, question mark? I mean, I don't think you'd really have a problem like getting everyone's stuff, honestly. It's just the extras that may pose a challenge. Oh, okay, cool. So, so I, I get all their stuff and put it in there. Is there just like, as I was that 23 investigation, was there anything else that looked cool that was in here? Uh, it might take some time to dig around, up to you. You wanna risk it? Uh, Real fast, Corey, uh, detect magic. <laughs> yeah, there is one single thing in here that is magic. Is, is the crown in there? 
<laughs> I'm sure that's an Anseal's place on his head, and he's just you, wearing it. You close your eyes. You close your eyes for a moment, and you, you like you reach out with your senses, and you open yourself to the magic around you. And when you open your eyes, uh, you start to see a magical aura in the back corner of this cage, so, uh, like a green wisp sort of lilting in the air faintly, just making itself known to you from behind some stacked boxes. Uh, and as you round the stack, you see it like standing tall, laid against the stone wall. And you think that maybe at one point in its life, it was the color of like warm, polished brass, but whether from age or the salty coastal air, it's become a bit dingy, like a mottled gray green. It's just a beautiful old trident. <gasps> My man. Oh, great. <laughs> I'll just uh, go ahead and force that into the bag as well. I was like, yeah, uh, someone else can have this, I guess. I look at it. I take a se- I take a long second looking at it. Uh, and remembering my my elven self when I would have been tall enough to wield it, and I, I was I have a quick flash to like you know been growing up near the water. I feel it coming through my mouth, and as I slide it into the bag, I just whisper out, "My man, my I just, man." I, I put this in here, and then I thought they're gonna do so many fucking Aquaman jokes if I give them this, <laughs> and for some reason I still left it in. Uh, um. This trident is it's just a trident, uh, but it allows you to use the shape water cantrip as an action while you're actively wielding it. Uh, but with all your stuff in tow now in your bag, uh, where are you going? Uh, this guy that's sitting here, anywhere in here, do I see uh, gel cell keys? There's a ring of keys on this guy's belt, but it, it I mean, it'd be hard to say if they go to the cells specifically. Solid, 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 solid. Knock him out. <laughs> Use your mage hand to pick up the trident and throw it at the guy. <laughs> I mage hand stab. Uh, how 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 tight are the keys on there? Like just from like looking. Uh, they're on like a like a big metal ring that his belt seems to be looped through. Like you're not sure if you could get the ring without having to take off his belt. All right, let me ask you this question. Take his pants off. <laughs> <laughs> I creep up on this dude. Like get real close to him. Uh, sneaky, sneaky, sneaky. Uh, reach out a hand, and I don't know, just like hold on to the key ring, and then Misty step. Does the key ring come with me? Sorry, what? <laughs> like, part of me is willing to say, like, yeah, sure, why not? But the other part of me says that that makes absolutely no sense. <laughs> like, I, I'm, I'm willing to split the difference, right? Like, you can try it, uh, but even if you sneak up and grab hold undetected, if you miss step while holding on to something, like, fully attached to this man's clothing, um, I'm going to say that he'll be, like, like violently jerked in the direction you miss step. Like, I'll let you take the key, but I don't know how quiet it's going to be. Ah. Elwin <laughs> spins a second thinking about that and then realize that that would probably cause too much of a ruckus. They might be prepared for a jailbreak, so I'm not going to do that. Yeah, maybe. Uh, shoot. I am so sorry to interrupt again, um, but just for planning's sake, because this might be relevant to everyone else, otherwise I'd whisper it. I forgot I was a druid. Are our animals with us? Uh, yeah, sure. Why not? Okay, sorry. <laughs> no, I like... <laughs> I low-key forgot about them, actually. <laughs> uh, so, okay, so, uh, sneaking back out, I cannot misty step with another person, so I have no way of getting them out of their gel cells. I just want to take another look. Do I see any person, any back through glancing through the windows that I see, just looking for any keys that any person who looks like they they look good enough to have keys on? Like, 
that person looks important. Yeah, you start peering cautiously into like every little window you come across, you know, like scanning the ones you've already looked through again. Uh, but this time you're looking specifically for someone with keys. Uh, and you check all of them, you know, making your way back towards the window you emerged from earlier. Uh, before, from the little hatch on your cell door, you could easily see this end of the hallway uh, because your cell was like on this end of it, closer to the window. Uh, but you hadn't been able to see much in the other direction in the hallway because it was just too long. Uh, but now, like peeking around the edge of the window, you finally get a good look at the hallway that your cell was in. Uh, you see a couple of cells between here and, you know, your and Cadmus cell on the right and, and Harp Kira and Mira's on the left. Uh, but beyond them are like several doors leading down a longer hallway and all the way at the far end from you. There's a guard posted up at the entryway, facing away from you uh, and wearing his own set of keys. Uh, but his key ring is bigger than the last one you saw. And it seems to make sense to you that anyone guarding the cells might need keys to get in and out of them. How, 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 how far away is he from where I am at this window? Like 60, 70 feet? You can take him. <laughs> you, you, you said 30 feet? <laughs> Sorry, I mean, it's a bit further than that. Yeah. Uh, cool, then I'm uh, gonna climb back in. Getting close to him, these key, the keys are hanging on him, similar to the guy before. Yeah, it must be standard procedure, it seems. It must be protocol. <laughs> Guys, I'm sorry that I'm just, I'm just trying to do this as best I can without getting us, you know, murdered immediately or having to fight our way out of the town. Do your thing, because I'm thinking about what's going on with Mira right now, and I think I have a plan. I'm having a existential crisis. Same. Uh. Okay, so I come in. So where where I'm at, the, all of the all of the doors next to me are where I at least know my at least my cells right there. Mm -hmm. Cool. So I am just I'm just gonna send out a feeling of it's about to go down. I'm yelling timber, and <laughs> that is the me yelling timber is the gonna go ahead and be the verbal component to me casting whole person onto this guard. Okay. So he needs to make a wisdom saving throw. Okay, this like this isn't a bit like you're actually doing it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, what is the DC he's got to hit? Uh, DC fifteen. All right. Let me find his stat block. Can I roll back just a little bit to while Peck was doing this? Yeah, for sure. Like sometime before you get the mental ping from Peck. Yes. So one of the things um, that Kira and Harp probably have not seen her do before is. Um, she does a lot of meditation and that's where her magic comes from a lot of the time. Uh, that's how she found these new spells within her. Um, she feels within her this, this new ability or two new abilities. One that is very aggressive. It's very anger filled, but one is a little bit more of this organic feel that she's trying to meditate on. Like I'm not evil. I'm not evil. And while I'm meditating on that, um, I would like to use that as a moment to use plant growth. Oh, absolutely. There, like, there's definitely like dirt and moss and tiny sprouts peeking up through the like, you know, like a loosely cobbled floor in uh, your cell. Yes. Yeah, so I, uh, I can control it. I can choose which areas not to affect. So I don't want it to extend past the cells. Yeah. I don't want it. And I, I'd like to ideally keep it like a foot back from where the the door is for the food, totally. so that it's not immediately obvious. Um, so, Kira and Harp without much explanation to see a bunch of plants growing around her um a lot of shamrock like a lot of shamrock yeah, comes up um very what we in real world would consider like the irish type plants so the mistletoes and the hollies and the, the very old druid kind of plants and i am grabbing them and i am making 
like almost absentmindedly making a little crown out of them just to to kill the time. But in game terms, that will now become a spell focus. Hell yeah, I love it. So she's not useless. Uh, Let's say that, you know, you've definitely completed this by the time you get that mental, it's going down vibe from Peck. Uh, What do you do when you get that feeling from him? I'm waiting to see what's going down. It's like almost snapping back into reality. Um, So like the hands go down for making all these crowns and I see the long chains I've made and I look at Harp and Kira and be like, do you, what, what does that mean? What's happening? So Harp is staring back at you, first of all, because she just saw you <laughs> release all these plants. And the first thing she says, she's going to ignore your question. She's going to be like, any more secrets? Anybody? Anybody else want to want to say something? Is Cad coming out anytime soon? Because uh, I'm kind of sick of it. Um, um, I, don't, I don't know what to say to that. Um, my big secret's out. Uh, I'm, you know what? It, it it's fine. Uh, what uh, are you? Are we gardening in here? Or are we gonna use that for something? <laughs> I mean, this is what I use to create magic. Oh. I, maybe it'd be helpful. Otherwise, I'm, I don't have a shield or a staff with me. Can you make it venomous? Maybe. <laughs> no, but I can do this. And in my hand, I use my produce flame cantrip. Okay. <laughs> And then just quickly, quickly extinguish it. <laughs> okay, uh, uh, let's jump back to the present. Uh, Peck sent everyone the it's going down vibe and then cast hold person on the guard. Uh, the guard rolled a 13 on his safe and uh, he doesn't succeed it. Uh, what are you doing? Uh, the duration is one minute. Okay. So as soon as this happens, as soon as I held him, I'm immediately as not carefully, just as quickly as I can Getting the key off of it. Is, is, this a, is this a key ring or is it a single key? Uh, it's a key ring, but just like a whole mess of keys on it. It seems like they weren't keen on reusing locks here. How many keys? A cursory glance. I mean, you'd guess like a dozen. Cool. Uh, shoot. Uh, I, t- I just take the key ring and I run back to the door where I, I Cadmus was locked. Yeah, you, you know, you like slice the belt and slip the key ring off his hip and, and you take off towards your cell with it. Uh, and as you're running over, you're looking at the keys and you're trying to figure out where to start. And you realize that on the like bow of the keys, like the part that you hold, uh, are stamped with small engravings of numbers that match numbers next to each cell door. Oh, perfect. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, you're able to get Cadmus' door unlocked easily enough. Cool. Let's say since I saw that, I'm sending my mage hand up to unlock the door because I probably couldn't reach it as cat-sized peck anyways. Uh, And while I'm doing that, I'm reaching into my bag of holding and pulling out Cadmus's weapon. And by pulling, I mean I'm grabbing it, pulling it out a little bit, reaching a little bit further up, carefully not cutting myself on the blade, pulling it a little bit more. And as my mage hand like unlocks the door, uh, I go, Cadmus, the door's open. Come now, knock out this guard, put him in the cell. Uh, So as that happens, because uh, when he said that, I kind of stood up and kind of got ready. Yeah. I'm going to grab the sword. I'm going to sprint towards the guy and punch him in the face. <laughs> I mean, you hit for sure. because he's, he's held. He's held. Yeah. So honestly, just like. Oh, he's held? Yeah. Just just roll damage for me because uh, you, you, you've got the means to hit him in the back of the head pretty uh, easily. Okay. Then I rolled the wrong thing. Uh, ignore that then. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, damage would have been 12. Okay, you, you crack him in the back of the head and he straight up crumples, still breathing, but like out, like cold. I'm gonna kind of like, can I like support his fall so it doesn't make a lot of noise? Sure, roll a dex save. Uh, uh, dexterity save. 
Yeah, save. Uh, natural 20. Nat 20. Okay. Yeah, you, you hit this guy, you sheath your sword, and you, like, catch him before he can even hit the ground. Uh, so, I mean, you're holding him. Uh, what, what are you doing now? Yeah, I'll take him I'll take him and put him in the cell where we were and uh, lock the door. Okay. Solid. And then I'm going to, because now that I can see him, I can communicate with him with my awakened mind without verbally speaking. And I'm going to say, as quietly as you can, the keys are marked to which door they go to. We need to find where the other three of them are. I have all of their stuff in the bag here. Can I respond to you in that? Um, uh, we do each time this happens. This I'm gonna this up to Corey. It says you telepathically, you can telepathically speak to any creature you can see within 30 feet of you. You don't need to share a language with the creature for it to understand your telepathic utterances, but the creature must be able to understand at least one language. Would they be able to respond? Because it doesn't say- I mean, I think I'm gonna say that since some spells like do clearly specify if creatures can respond, the fact that it is you know, omitted here means no, uh, but we can potentially remove that issue because Cadence, you know where they are based on your like already established ability to feel that you know dual nature that Kira has. Okay, I'm gonna go to where Kira is and I'm going to unlock that door. Okay, based on how long the conversation went between Harp and Mira after Peck sent you all the telepathic feeling, uh, as you're unlocking the door, Cadmus, you hear Harp like, can you make it venomous, maybe? <laughs> and as the door flies open, you catch just a glimpse of Mira's like produced flame cantrip before she extinguishes it. Um, out of instinct, the minute that door flies open, that flame comes back into my hand and I hold it. I don't, but I, like, I get defensive and I see it's Cadmus. Like, what, what's going on? We're getting out of here. Where's Peck? I just kind of like anime style, like, like, you know, like when they like, like float behind the door with like the giant grin on their face <laughs> and like a uh, bag of holding in one hand and like halfway pulling out her staff in the other hand, like, ding! <laughs> yeah, there's a chibi Peck handing you your oh, staff. I, I grab it from Peck and as I grab it, um, knowing we are about to escape, I am going to <laughs> so a, a veil of shadows erupts from me and I get very, very silent. And everyone now is in the impact of Pass Without Trace. Sick. So what that means is as we be stealthy, everyone gets a plus 10 to their stealth. I'm also going to look back at Cadmus and in his head, pulling out some uh, rope from my bag. I'm going to say, hey, maybe go tie up that guard and gag him so that way he can't yell for help when he wakes up. Okay, I will go do that. And then while he's doing that, I, I'm just gonna pass everyone their stuff back that I was able to get. As I'm like passing it to them, I will like whisper like, I was able to find where all the stuff was. Uh, there was some other things in there that it seemed they have taken from other prisoners I wasn't able to fit. There's just like this giant shield I also managed to, and I just barely pull it out, uh, like the tip of it. There was this trident in there. We'll, we'll come back to that later. I obviously cannot use it, but yeah. Guys, I'm gonna be honest, I don't I don't know what we do next. I think we try to get out of here and we run and we figure out. Um, I, I think I helped. We might be a little harder to spot, but we can only do that for about an hour. The quicker we move, the better, and then we can plan. All right, so I think we should start heading out now then. Did you see where we should go? Where our exit uh, is? No, uh, this seems to be the, the only guard that was watching our area i can i can go ahead and go forward i went out through the window can i go sneak sneaky sneak down the hallway and uh give a look around 
Yeah, roll stealth and then add 10 for the uh, pass without a trace from Mira. Yeah, every time for an hour. Yeah, and you can all just roll it now if you're feeling like sneaking through here. Uh-huh. Uh, that's a 19 total. Nice. <laughs> oh, shit. She saw Kelly's roll. <laughs> Kelly, did you roll a 32? <laughs> I'm going to be the one Jesus. to mess this up. Uh, I got a 17. Uh, glad I cast that spell, so that's a 15. Okay, perfect. Uh, do you all go or just peck? I still think Peck should go ahead. Can go a little bit ahead of us. I only think just me, because since I'm small and I'll stay to the ground and no one will, I won't be in anyone's eyesight. Okay, so would you make your way to the end of the hallway where Cadmus knocked out the guard? Uh, you scan the connecting hallways briefly. Uh, to your left, you can guess, are the rooms that you saw when you were like looking through the windows from the outside. Uh, but to the right, you recognize the sort of like... I don't want to say lobby, like the front of the barracks where you came to warn Anseal about the paladins before the undead attack. But it's odd, right? Like you'd expect this place to be a bit more fortified or at least busy. Uh, But aside from the one guard in the item lockup and the one that you knocked out, you're not seeing or hearing anyone with your passive perception. Now, I do have true sight. I can't see anything that's invisible. I'm just kidding. I don't have true sight. If only (laughs) I did. Maybe someday. this is me telling you that I'm not trying to like deceive you here. Like you're looking and listening. You're the but... DM. You're always trying to deceive us. <laughs> no, like you know that there's always two people who come to feed you, right? There was one guard in that whole cell block. So where are the others? Is this when it switches from full frame to anamorphic and we realize that we're in a constructed world and <laughs> we're our bodies are in one place but our minds are somewhere else? I feel like we already did that. Oh, yeah, you're right. We, we, we actually did. We did do that. When you were walking around the illusory hallway for like an hour. Yeah, this is when we realized that um, we're about to go out and it's going to be ruled by, what is his name, Bahal? Sorry, yeah. Corey. If that's only, what... only been three days. They're only like partially through ruling. They aren't full ruling. Yeah, only three days and the god of death eh. who uh, no is going to take over the town now has Kelimvor's crown. <laughs> so what are you guys going to do now? Well, I mean, I think we should go through a back door. I mean, I think it'll be kind of weird if we just stroll on out like we own the place through the front door. Ooh, ooh. I'll look at Hart and go, can you make yourself look like the guard that we just put in there? We can put the clothes on and then you can go look for an exit and they wouldn't think you out of place to be here. Don't you think my outfit, as I point to Arwell's, like, thieves' clothes, um, is gonna stand out a little bit as a non-paladin? Uh, no, just just take his his clothes. Uh, I don't know if I can wear them. Isn't his armor like? Uh, I mean, yeah, it is heavy armor that he's I wearing. Don't. I mean, I could wear the rest of it. <laughs> you could. I mean, you could definitely wear armor. You're not proficient in, right? You just get disadvantage on like, <laughs> like all checks and saves and attacks. Oh, and I, okay. I don't think you can cast spells, but I mean, you can <laughs> wear it. All right, I get oh, one second. Here, I'm going to do a quick change. <laughs> hey, how long does it take for her to put that armor on? <laughs> I help her put the armor on, yeah, knowing that I've done it. Yeah, that's great. It goes fairly quickly then, like less than 10 minutes with the extra hands. Okay, cool. All right, then I'm going <laughs> to head out the front door, I guess. <laughs> yeah, sounds good. What are you looking for? Uh, Did we decide where I was going? <laughs> uh, I All I said was to see if you can find us a way to leave. Okay, then... I'm just gonna walk around for a second. Okay, yeah, specifically you're going left, away from the front door? Yeah. Okay, yeah, you walk by like an office, you know, it's completely empty. Uh, You see another room that seems like maybe a break space, Uh, you know, food on the counters and empty tables spread out inside. Uh, You see the room with the item cage in it, and uh, like as you walk past, you hear a voice from the room call out. It says, oi, Caleb, hey, wait. Oh, 
What do you do? Oh god. Oh! Hello there. <laughs> uh, what do you need? He says, Alright mate, you heading out? Uh, I was just checking the area, making sure everything was still, uh, clear. <laughs> Listen, pick me up one of those little kebabs I like. Mm, yeah. Your favorite. <laughs> well performance for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Your, your favorites. Your favorites. <laughs> and... Ooh, nice. 19. Uh, he says, good man, I'll buy you tonight at the tavern. And uh, he lets you on your way. Uh, and as you keep heading down the hallway, uh, it takes a sharp turn to the right, and there's a door there. Uh, is there like a little window at the top of that door? Nope. No? Hmm. I'm going to go to the door. I want to see if I can hear anything. Make a perception check. Boy, that uh, one. <laughs> uh, I mean, you can't. You can't seem to hear through it. It's too thick. I'm going to open it slightly. Uh, it leads outside on the back of the building. Uh, and it looks like this area has been set up kind of like a little practice area, like training dummies and targets and stuff. And there's nobody out there training? Nah, it's completely empty. Nice. Okay, well, I'm going to go back to the group and I'm going to let them... Oh, wait, is that did that guy just go back to that break room? Uh, he's still in the storage cage room, yeah. Okay, so if I were to, like, bring everyone with me, is he going to see this, like, parade of people going through? He seemed like he wasn't paying that much attention, so it's hard to say. Like, if you were actually trying to sneak by, I don't know. Okay. Hmm. So I go back to the group, and I'm going to say, all right, so here's the thing. We've got another paladin. He doesn't seem to be uh, the brightest in this group, but if we're all walking through, he's bound to notice maybe somebody, since there's a bunch of us, maybe we could pretend that I'm transferring you, possibly? Or someone distracts him. Not sure. The old Wookiee prisoner trick. <laughs> <laughs> An instant classic. I can do a thing, but then we lose all of our stealth, and I don't know if it's a good thing. Well, I mean, Peck, since he's so small, if we could just get him to make some noises on the other side of this place, maybe I can get you guys across. Just a, like, like a friendly a just... little tip from your DM. Mm-hmm. Like, everyone's stealthing right now, and anybody could be a distraction, but they'd probably lose their stealth, right? But the guard does already know that one of you is there. Could you continue to speak with him, and we'll sneak out, and then you... I mean, yeah, I can distract him. I don't have any kebabs, though. (laughs) Talk to him about the game last night. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I mean, I could go try talk to him again, and then you guys can get through. If that's what you guys want to do. I <laughs> I have I have um, rations. Can we make the rations look like a kebab real quick? <laughs> um I mean we could we could take some of the like the really dried jerky meat and then that really hard bread and then wrap it up and then you can just tell them they were out of kebabs. <laughs> and this is all I have. Some left. really bad bread. <laughs> <laughs> um I'm going to point at it. Yeah. Never mind. <laughs> I, 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 I thought I had minor illusion, but I did not choose that cantrip. Uh, as as Cadmus points at it, uh, without him seeing me, I point at it as well and cast minor illusion on it, and change it into a uh, into a nice looking kebab. Oh, and I just hand it over to. When that happens, Cadmus, do you think that you did that just now? <laughs> yes. So I'm gonna kind of look at my hand and get worried, and then glance over at, at Elwyn and be like, and I just like into his mind say, gotcha. <laughs> uh, and then, so, all right, so to keep the minor illusion up, 
I will need to be looking at this the entire time and casting it, <laughs> if that's what we're going to do. It, he only needs to believe it long enough for us to get out. So, do you want me to, does Peck want to hide somewhere on me? Uh, yeah, I suppose I could. I, I don't love the idea, but I do have an idea for how I can hide on you. You do? <laughs> um, why, don't we just, why don't we just walk up and wail on him? You already knocked out one. <laughs> why don't we just knock out the second I, one? I just think we're already in enough trouble as it is. We can't be in any more trouble than we already were. Uh-huh. You know what? Actually, Kira does have a good point. It's one guy, and there's a ton of us. Oh. I could just have him facing me. Have, and- have him come inside here first. Into the cell. Convince him to come in here because if we if we attack him out there, it might draw unwanted noise. Bring him in here, and we can just knock him out and throw him into the same cage. Hmm. And Mira's just standing here, having a, a minor panic attack, talking about <laughs> how she thinks she might actually be evil, and now talking about hurting a guard. <laughs> I'm still just looking at my hand. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Okay, so I need someone to stay in the cell so that when I bring him in. You guys whack him on the head, I guess? I guess. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to need a collective yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's creep in there, and while you're talking to him, we'll just knock him out. All right. I guess I'll, uh, I'll head back. And I did not get his name, because he just said my name instead. But you do have the kebab. Do I? Yeah. <laughs> I gave you the kebab. Uh, just a, a word of advice. A good, hey, buddy, always gets everyone's attention. <laughs> Hey, buddy, no. Uh, I follow behind, minor illusioning, the kebab. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Do you go bring the guard this fake kebab? Yeah, I do. Okay, you walk (laughs) back over to his door, and he looks up and says, Caleb, what you got for me, bruv? (laughs) Well, I definitely got what you always wanted. (laughs) He stands up, and he puts down this book he was sort of absentmindedly flipping through, and and he walks over to you to receive his illusory meats. (laughs) Um, okay, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to put my hand on his shoulder and I go, listen, before I give you this... Look, Caleb, I know what you're going to say. I don't have all the money I owe you right now, but I promise I'll have it to you no, by the I, end of the you week. Know, it, you know, it's on me, friend. It's on me. Oh, I just had the sort of ring of one of those get-your-life-together monologues that you love to give. Okay, so what is it then? I just wanted to talk about your performance here. Um, oh, shit. This is the performance review, uh, I, I thought. Yes, it is. This is, well, this is a pre-performance pre, uh, review. I just want you to get ready for the real one. You know, your, mid, your midterm review here, okay? Um, and the kebab will be a, a reward. Okay, wait, I just, I want to make sure that I fully understand the thing you've just said. The kebab <laughs> is on you, and there's a performance review coming, but you're giving him a free kebab because you... Want him to be ready for the performance review. <laughs> no. I'm, I was trying... <laughs> no, because I'm trying to, like, make this super long so that I can see the group walk by type thing. Just see them at, just prolonging before I give him the terrible non-existent kebab. Okay, yeah. You've got him distracted. Uh, his eyes are on that prize. <laughs> uh, uh, what are the rest of you doing? I suppose trying to sneak out or I'm hitting him on the head. Who's going to kebab him on the head? I'm focused on uh, keeping that kebab alive. Cadmus is the strongest out of all of us. Um, I'll just look at look at Cadmus and, and his mind, and from my mind to his, just whenever you want to. So I guess I'm going to stealth up with my stealth of 17, and then uh, punch him. Okay, huh? you keep yourself behind Harp's broad armored form, uh, and you dart out from behind her, and you swing straight at the guy's face. Uh, roll the attack, uh, unarmed attack, I suppose. 
Oh, well, that was a natural 20 with my sword. <laughs> Wait, are you, like, punching him, or are you, like, stabbing I used him? My, oh, I used my sword, like, last time. <laughs> okay, you, like, you hit him with a pommel? Yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. Uh, I mean, I mean, you nat 20, so you hit him square in the forehead, and you watch his eyes just glass over, and he, he collapses onto the desk. Catch him was... again. Yeah, you want, to, you want to try to catch him, too? Yes, it worked the first time. Yeah, roll a deck save. This is where I crit fail. Another natural 20. <laughs> oh, shit. That's incredible, actually. Uh, I mean, yeah, you you knock him out and you catch him in one fluid move again and you just you lay him on the desk quietly. I am going to sneak in behind and grab the fake kebab from Harp's hand and just put it next to him so when he opens <laughs> his eyes again, at least he has something. <laughs> How long does that last, Chandler? What's that? Like, if he wakes up an hour from now, does he still have a kebab? No. Oh, no. As soon as I drop the spell, it's... Okay, great. Uh, Or, well, I lied. It lasts for a minute at a time. Yeah, no, he's going to wake up entirely to the crappy ration hard bread with a piece of jerky in it. (laughs) Uh, And again, I I would have... Make sure you bound him as well and gag him so he can't scream for help. Do you do that, Cadmus? Uh, yes. Is this the room with that chest? The, like, the storage cage? Yeah, for sure. Can I take that shield? I mean, he's got the keys on him, uh, but clearly he, he's not using them none. <laughs> so, so, yeah, I don't see why not. Uh, you, you, like, you take his keys, you pop open the cage and retrieve uh, this great shield. Uh, it's in your inventory now. Uh, it's uh, it's kind of like a heater shield shape, like that classic knight shield, you know what I'm talking about? Uh, it doesn't have, like, like, a holy symbol or a coat of arms that you recognize on it. But, you know, for all of my vexillologists and heraldry heads out there, it's, it's decorated with just, like, a standard bend, like, engraved all the way across. So just like a, a diagonal, big, thick line from uh, top left to bottom right when you're looking at it. Uh, how, how tall is Cadmus? Uh, he's like six foot. Yeah, I mean, he's nearly as tall as you. Uh, and if you're wielding it, you get a plus three to defense. Yikes. Yeah, it's just kind of like a, a real big kick-ass shield and it fits you well. Can my old shield go into the... I'll put that one on the bag of holding. Yeah, that fits just fine. Um, Corey, in that room, would there be any any kind of coverings? that aren't ours. Uh, I mean, you don't see any like clothing in here. No, mostly just odds and ends, the occasional great shield. Yeah, but the the guy isn't wearing anything? Uh, yeah, I mean, he's wearing paladin armor like the rest of them. Okay, never mind. I was just, I have my hood up all the time, so I would, I don't know, that would be a necessary disguise for her. Oh, gotcha. gotcha. I, if anyone uh, would like to put on uh, something to kind of cover themselves, I do have my unseen servant's uh, hooded uh, outfit that I could give to one of you for the time being. Is anyone not wearing a cloak? Because I have one. What is uh, Kira and Tyler, I think, would be the two that would uh, benefit. Yeah. I technically wear one over my chainmail, but I don't know if it's ever been talked about. Yeah, that sounds in the first, I had a I had a hood in like the first episode or something like that. Uh, Kira, would you like to uh, to throw this on to uh, hide yourself? Uh, I mean, Kira has a hood. It's kind of like Ray's outfit in Rise of Skywalker. The best. So it's got that, it's got a hood on it. So she can just put that up. Yeah. Does anybody have uh, sunglasses and a baseball hat? Because we could all wear those. (laughs) Oh shoot, we could. Mira's just getting a little nervous because she's she's a tiefling and we have not seen many of them in a patchy cloak. You file down your horns like like Hellboy. Um, (laughs) No. I like them. (laughs) Also, that would hurt. Yeah, well, Hellboy did it every day. I get used to it. You wouldn't ask because does Cadmus have the teeth? You wouldn't ask him to file his teeth down. <laughs> fact. I poke out a little bit. Just like in the fun fact. 
Uh, okay, so you're hanging out in the Paladin barracks, you know, standing over an unconscious guard after raiding the jail's prisoner effects storage. Uh, what are you doing next? I guess we're leaving. <laughs> uh, we could go to the house, that, the cabin place that in the, in the woods that Mildred had. We, we told the Ansel about. Do you think he would see us there? Would it be? Shouldn't we go find out where the crown is? Because it's not here. That'd be great, but I, I'm currently spent, and I need to rest for at least an hour before I can do anything of help. No, I, I have... We should... oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say, I have two thoughts, is that um, one's riskier than the other. One is head to the forest, and we can find some rest there. Two is go to Hildry's house. I just think Hildry had notes. And, like, don't forget, I know we've been in Port Crescent for ages, but it's not the only town around here. Like, if you really feel like you need to get out of Dodge... Let's you know. just, uh, let's travel to another continent and just write off this campaign, let this continent <laughs> no. die or whatever, and let's just go do something different. <laughs> you joke, but I do, I do have, like, uh, I do have, like, a page of notes here, specifically <laughs> in case, like, I kind of assumed at least two of you after that last session were just going to be like, actually, fuck this island, I'm going to the Sword Coast. <laughs> Uh, does anyone want to go to the Sword Coast? <laughs> oh, I, I mean, okay. the, there's people here who need help. <laughs> I was thinking we just camp out in the forest for a second, kind of get ourselves together. I mean, we have not stopped at all. The only time we stopped was in a cell and we didn't do much. Yeah, I, but I think we typically call sitting still for three days a long rest. Oh, did we? So, <laughs> yeah, a couple at least. And we all have our secrets and maybe we should be on the same page with each other before we decide what we're going to do. So maybe resting in the forest would do us some good. Or not. <laughs> I was like, did my internet drop? Where did they go? <laughs> let's go to the forest. The mirror either let's go to Hildry's house, but we risk getting caught because it's in the middle of I mean, Central I would want to avoid that place like the plague currently. <laughs> I just think she might have answers, but... I just feel like that place is probably, like, ransacked at this point. Just Ansel sees who was out there, who was around the crown. Unless we go look for the other ones that helped us, see what they did to them. You two need to get your pet armor. I do. Oh, shoot. <laughs> before we leave here, before we leave here, guys, we need to check the other cells. Is it Row as well as... Uh, Nora, Mora, we need to check and see wow. if they were also captured and locked into the jails. Well, they weren't holding the crown, so I doubt it. But they were still with us and fighting. I, I think we should at least check to see if there's anyone else in these other cells. That's fine. Um, a few of us can keep watch if someone wants to run back and check. Okay, I mean, I can go back since I'm still dressed as the paladin. <laughs> sure, yeah. Hopefully nobody else woke up. Um, I'll jump on your shoulder and come with you. All right, we head back in. Okay, so are you checking all the cells? Yeah. Why don't we just call out their names? That works too. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'll say this. Heavy doors, right? Like you were having a lot of trouble hearing outside your own cells for what it's worth. Oh, okay. So never mind. I guess we're going <laughs> checking <laughs> how many cells are there. Oh, there were about a dozen in your hallway. And we know, um, so 10, because two of them we were in. So yeah, we'll just check the other 10 cells real fast. Wait, long. what if we accidentally open the door and some big burly monster comes out? Well, we know they don't have any weapons, and I still have Eldritch Blast. I can still okay, blast them. Okay, but there's just me and then you, the, like, lizard. 
Do you want Cadmus to come help you out? Since I guess you have a you, you hate lizards. I'm just saying, why do I you? I mean, between me they, between me and you, oh I also my. don't love the way that I look. But you know, I figured this wasn't about, the best time to bring it up. You know what? I ha- I have a great idea. Since you're so so good at this, I'm gonna open where we throw their food in, and I'll just launch you in, in each door. I don't fit through those doors. No, he doesn't. <laughs> now listen, Elwyn specifically helped us escape when he did not. He could have just left. But he stayed oh, and okay. he let us out. So we should give him the benefit of the doubt. All right. Well, clearly we've changed team. Listen, I'm just trying to make sure that we aren't leaving any of the other people who helped us behind in these cells. All right. All right. Okay. Let's go. We're going to, we're going to do it. We're going to go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the former thief is so over being in jail right now. I'm just going to check. Wait, is there like a list? Maybe there's like a checklist or something. Uh, check your pockets. You're wearing the man's armor. See if he has a. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can just go back to the office. Maybe there's like. Let's get on the SharePoint. See if they have an Excel spreadsheet where they. <laughs> Ooh, check, check his outgoing email. <laughs> Mira is still staring slightly distant concentrating on the spell and hoping they don't take too much longer because we have an hour to get out of here. <laughs> okay, what are you guys doing? I gotta know. Uh, so, did we want to check the office or you want to go through each door? Uh, let's check the office while we're here. Okay, let's go to the office see if there's like a list of something of who's being held in this building. Okay, roll investigation. Okay. Uh, I rolled a six, I find nothing. And uh, <laughs> I also, I got an 11. <laughs> Mira's got to be so glad you guys took the time to check out the office. Uh, You don't find anything like that in here. Mostly case files and duty rosters. Uh, But while you're looking around in here, you start to think about it. And it hits you that maybe if they took everyone's stuff, they'd eventually have to give it back. And they might need to know who to give that stuff to later. Nice. All right, Peck, let's go and check the room where everything is stored. They might have a list of whose items were here. Whatever you think, Carp. Oh, okay. I don't know why it would be in here. I saw nothing out here. I'm trusting your guidance. <laughs> okay. Okay. You make your way back to the storage room. Uh, roll me investigation again. I got an 11 again. Oh, no. Uh, that's a natural one. <laughs> I mean, luckily, the DC was 10. So you were just in the wrong room before. Uh, yeah, you do seem to find a list of, you know, who's in the cells and what they confiscated. Uh, of the names present, you don't recognize any of them. Uh, some of them are just listed by, like, physical description instead. Like, maybe they didn't cooperate, you know, or maybe they weren't conscious when they were brought in, like you guys. Do any of them describe people that we know? I don't know. Uh, it's got, like... Yeah, human woman, uh, black hair, green cloak, leather bag, hunting knife, and like, you know, drow man, white hair, black tunic. Does Denor have white hair? <laughs> uh, yeah. It's a different vampire. Yeah, I'm gonna, uh, we need to check, we need to see if Denor's in here. Your vampire friend? Yes, my vampire, and if you could quit calling him that, he's <laughs> very sensitive about it, and you guys really upset him with that, so please do not call him that. We? Thank you. Did you say we? Yes, we. Let's go check the door, please, now, Harp. (laughs) Okay, you see that the drow is in cell six. Do you open the door? Reluctantly. Can we open the the little little, little food hatch at the bottom and just kind of peek in? (laughs) Sure, that's fine. Is it Denor? Hard to say from just the feet. Denor. Denor. (laughs) You hear a, what is, who is this? Uh, Yes, Uh, who are you? What's your name? Cards on the table. I like. I closed out the tab with all of these NPCs on them earlier because it seemed like y'all were leaving. So <laughs> hold on. 
he says, uh, as my captors, shouldn't you know who it, I'm called Ondath. Ondath, what, what were you, what were you thrown in here for? Oh, I see. This is one of those things where you try to coerce a false confession out of me, isn't it? I've read about this. <laughs> uh, no, it's one of those things where we're doing a jailbreak. A, a jailbreak? Yeah, so why'd you get thrown in here? Uh, in that case, I'm absolutely innocent and being held under false pretenses. <laughs> yeah, but what did they think you did? My good name is being slandered. I'm I'm accused of killing my neighbor's dog, of all things, if you can believe it. We are leaving him in here. Insight check. <laughs> yeah, roll a vibe check. <laughs> Vibe check with a 10. I don't know, man. It seems like a weird thing to be fully imprisoned for, but it's hard to say. You're not a lawyer. Yeah, dude, that doesn't sound like a jail. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna leave you. We'll, we'll figure, we'll come back for you later, baby. Oh, no, wait, please, uh, please open the door. No. Uh, no, thanks. And I close the, close the food hatch. Okay. And I go, it wasn't Denor. All right. We good? We gonna go now? I, 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 yeah, I guess. I mean, now I just want Corey to give us nine other NPC interactions. <laughs> Our listeners are unsubscribing as we speak. <laughs> no, I'm good. I, I think we're okay. We can always come back to this later. <laughs> sure. All right, let's go. Okay, so back to this question. Where are you going? I'd vote Dernal Forest. The woods. Do we want to just go to Holyhead? No. We can I, s- stop at Dernal Forest and then decide from there, because we have to pass through it to get to Holyhead. Yeah, let's just be away from here. <laughs> Didn't we get kicked out of Holyhead? We left in a rush. On account of the crime. Oh, we did We did do a robbery there. Charm person happened there. Good time. Let's not go to Holyhead. I, I, I actually think you're right, though, because Holyhead is Kelimvor's temple, and we might get some info there, or insight at least. We but. probably need to bring the crown back there at some point. Uh, I, I mean, I'm safe. It, it's safe to assume that you don't have the crown anymore, correct, Peck? Uh, no, no. Can't say that I do. I'm assuming it's in Anseal's office. Which means we all might be in trouble, and it might be trouble no matter where we are. That's what I'm saying. Let's go find the crown. I think you're right, but if we need to rest for a few moments. I at least need one hour before I can do anything more than blow some wind. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay. So So what do we want to do? I'd like to find a place where we can lay low and come up with a plan that's somewhere not in the middle of a courtyard for paladin guards. And meanwhile, Peck can, it will take an hour to do this. <laughs> We've all been through a lot in the past few days, even though we haven't gone far. So we take an hour, we catch up on everyone, we figure out what we're going to do. Okay. Let's go. Transition noise. <laughs> star wipe. I would absolutely love to. But where are we star wiping to? I think the forest is the best place to get coverage, lay low. No one's going to be looking for us there. Uh, I wanted to go shopping. <laughs> okay do you want to go pick up your pet armor <laughs> i really want to but i don't think we can right now are we like you definitely can i mean it's up to you uh, no we leave town <laughs> okay you skip town you head out of the northeast entrance and you, you make for the dernal forest uh you get yourself sufficiently hidden in the woods what do you do so with everything that happened back there i don't know about you all but i felt something change I feel pretty normal. (laughs) Did anyone else go through that? I kind of just imagine Harp uh, leaning on a tree and then pointing towards Kira and being like, well, that's definitely changed. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. uh, Peck and Cadmus don't, they weren't filled in, right? Uh, Nah, different cell. So yeah, Kira will just download everything into them that she told Mira and Harp. Uh, She's still going to be defensive especially with harp coming at her like that 
Um, Wait, you're you're telling me that you have a, a someone in you? <laughs> How does that work? Okay, put it like that. Th- has that always been the case, or I mean, it's another spirit bound to my soul. And and what caused it? She just told you the whole story. Yeah, but I wanted. I was gonna. I was gonna role play it. I was gonna role play a little bit for the podcast. <laughs> Literally for the for the band. <laughs> for the band. <laughs> why I said she downloads all this so that we can avoid the same conversation over again. <laughs> Mira's gonna express um, her conflicted feelings about everything going on not with the same emotional intensity as when it was with Kira because she's calmed down a little bit but she is gonna suggest I, I really think we need to figure this out I, maybe it's just me wanting to be redeemed for what happened and Maybe I'm just doing it to be good. I, I really don't know, but I, I think we need to follow through on this. I, I think Kira was right. Getting the crown is going to be the only way we can help these people. I have an important question for you, Mira. For me? Yes, yes, mostly. I mean, for all of you. How, how many good deeds would you say that's for us? <laughs> I, I think it's probably one of the best you could do, saving that many people. Five good deeds? <laughs> worth five? <laughs> worth ten? If you save an entire town, you've saved every single life in there. Then I'm game. I would say one of your good deeds would was breaking us out of there. And then I also got you your stuff back, so maybe two good deeds. Mm. Uh, and that conversation we had in the cell, so maybe even three. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. I would high-five you, but my hand is too small. I hold up a <laughs> finger to him. So I guess we all need to be warlocks, and then we're all going to be best friends with Peck? Is that how it happens? Basically. You a warlock, and suddenly you're... Basically, you bond a little bit. You're, you're <laughs> um, while they're talking and Mira isn't, I would like to take a few minutes, and I'm going to ritually cast my Speak with Animals, and I am going to speak with Simon and very quietly whisper to him, and I'm going to hand him a little shamrock, and he's going to slither on over to Peck and give Peck the shamrock. Oh, Yeah, for getting this out. Uh, I, I accept it. That's kind of Mira saying in, in the way she can, because she's not good with people, being a hermit, but uh, that's her way of saying sorry for giving you a hard time, and she's going to try better to trust you for Just kind of like bites up a little bit, just give like a, like a short head nod. Uh, I will, uh, pull out the trident and, uh... Oh, man. Hey, out of, <laughs> out of character, uh, who wants the trident? Um, I'm gonna pass water, fire, don't really miss. I'm not proficient in it, so it wouldn't really do me any good. What is it? Is it a martial weapon? Or yeah, is it for like sure. a... Yeah, it's a martial weapon. Uh, there might only be one of you who's actually proficient oh, at the moment. Oh, sweet, I can wield it. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, looked it up when you said martial. You can have it. I mean, you can have it. I really I don't. use my father's longsword, and I don't feel like I would put that away. And I feel like as a ranger, you would have some connection to nature that would make the most sense of why you can suddenly use shape water. Yeah. I mean, that's fine. I just only know that I use a longbow bow, like a ton. So if I had it, it would be like randomly. But if nobody wants it, I'll take it. <laughs> so I pull out Trident, and I'm like, well, while we are sh- all sharing, I... I found this in, in some of the belongings while we were there, and uh, I don't know who best would uh, do for it, but it has some has some some magic radiating off of it. If anyone would like to, I just kind of pull it out and just kind of push it into the middle of the group. 
uh, Harp just walks up and without really saying much or anything at all, she just grabs it. Sweet. Uh, it is in your inventory now. So I can only shape water with it in my hand, correct? Yeah, exactly. Like it has some level of control over water somehow. Uh, it doesn't necessarily give you water powers, you know? Um, it's also versatile. So uh, it's got 1d6 piercing if you use it one-handed or 1d8 if you use both hands. Okay. And uh, Tyler, you got your new shield stats, right? Plus three? Yeah, I just upped the proficiency of the one that I had. Nice. Uh, my AC is 19 now. Nothing is hitting you. Yeah. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> Are we going to try to get this crown back? I think that's our only choice, to be honest. I mean, they didn't even want to hear us out why we even had it and just locked us up. Yeah, I'm I'm ready to go. So the next question is, do we go to Anseal now? Or what do we want to plan for? So out of character, I kind of still just kind of like what Chandler was saying. I do want to know if like Ro and Myra, you know, what did they see after this all went down? I mean, I don't know if you guys feel the same way. Do we want to go speak with Ro? I mean, you guys can also pick up that pet armor. <laughs> uh, while you go to speak with Ro, I, I could go and try and speak with Mora. We were a bit more friendlier terms. Not very friendly, but we at least had interacted a couple of times. I could go speak with her and maybe get uh, multiple accounts of what happened, and then we could maybe say, meet back here. That sounds like a good plan to me. I would also like to say during that... <clears throat> hour i would have taken 10 minutes to uh our cast ritual spell and uh bring my unseen servant back yeah totally okay so you guys are going back to town to try and talk to ro and moira i mean i'm thinking this is still a good time because i mean i don't know if anybody's noticed the two knocked out paladins and is on the search and then they're gonna probably go to the source or does waiting does waiting longer cause than to find them and then if we wait too long they are searching they are right now no one knows we have left. Right now is the time. If we if we have to assume that Anseal has the crown and he's going to use it for some form of nefarious deed, the longer we wait, the more time we give him. We have to assume the worst. You're right. As a famous bard once said, now is the time to seize the day. Was he a bard? Not like a... Like a- courier or something well he was he was a bard on the weekends <laughs> Gig right. Uh, for all we know the damage is already done so maybe we go see what ro knows okay get as much info as we can and then go to Anseal. all right considering you just broke out of the barracks towards the north of town i take it you go to like the you know the southern entrance instead that sounds like the perfect plan Cool. Just so we're all on the same page right central plaza is where both of their shops are and it's in the middle of town so no matter where you enter, you may have some difficulty getting that far in. Yeah, because we just have to be on the lookout for guards. Now, uh, while we were in this town, though, have we ever noticed posters for, like, Port Crescent's Most Wanted? <laughs> yeah, actually, you have. Okay, so there's a very good chance that people know we are public enemy number one. But we're for already oh, we're, caught. We're already, we've already been found. Yeah, we were in jail. Just because we were arrested by the guards doesn't necessarily mean the entire town knows we've been arrested. However, if there's posters, now they will. If there is a poster of me, I do want it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's head out then. Uh, also, for note, I am not putting, I'm not dressing up my unseen servant. Just invisible then? It is invisible. I'm just floating on top of it until we get to town. Once we get to town, I will w- jump off of it and walk. Sounds good. Uh, and so it doesn't like even have its armor on? It's like it doesn't have its five temp HP? No. Okay. I, I plan to, once I get close to Mora, I will 
stop in an alleyway, have it dress up, and then go in that way. But I don't want to draw unnecessary attention. Makes sense. Uh, so you're making your way towards the city. Uh, what do you do? And the south, you said, is the one that would be the furthest from the barracks? Yeah. Maybe that one. Sure. You take the long way around. You head to the south side of town. You know, you give it like a wide berth and you, you know, like stick to the edge of the forest as it makes its way around the crescent-shaped bay. Uh, and you make your way to the south gate. There's some guards on it. Do we see any guards? Yeah, as is the custom for each of these gates, there is a guard on either side. Um, I would like to put that paladin armor I had back in that bag of holding, by the way. I think this this happened beforehand. And I think I'm just, I look like some random person, someone I haven't even used before. Just so I'm not worried. <laughs> um, Let me uh, open up my bag of holding documents so I can uh, <laughs> make sure. I mean, you could always play the distraction again. Seem like you're someone who's in need of help and maybe they'll come to you. Oh, man. Okay. <laughs> Do I just trip and fall and say I need help and then go, whoops, just kidding, I'm fine? Or um, someone stole my purse, they went that way. Uh, so many options. I should just do it. <laughs> okay. So once I get the guards distracted, please run in. <laughs> yeah, I guess I guess now's the time to do the thing. Um, I'm going to wild shape to a cat and hang around the wall. <laughs> with Simon on your back? <laughs> a cat with a snake on as like a collar. <laughs> Are we splitting up officially? Yeah, that's what we had thought said. Okay, who's coming to see Ro with me? I'll go see Ro. My, my little cat ears perk up at that. <laughs> like me. So you're going to see Ro too, yeah. okay. Does Elwyn wish to go alone? <laughs> or does he want his biffle with him? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it would be best if I, if I go alone, because if she is hostile, I can make a quick getaway. Then I shall go to see the Ro. Then let's hope you all get into the gate. Oh, that's true. Well, I mean, I'm a cat. <laughs> you're good for sure. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to walk through the gate first, okay? I'm going to bump into the first person I see, okay. and I'm going to say, Hey, did, did you just take my stuff? <laughs> okay. Hey, hey, you, you heard me. I said, did you take my stuff? I had, <laughs> I had five gold on me, and now it's gone, and you bumped into me. Um, We're watching the guards. Are they doing anything? Uh, I mean, roll performance. Oh, boy. It's a, it's a nine. <laughs> they, they briefly look at you, but they don't stop their conversation or anything. And eventually they just like turn away. Uh, did she, did she walk into the gate and then do that? Yeah. Then I just, I just walk through the gate as back. Okay. Like I just, I just walk through. You just walk in? These, these guards don't, they don't seem like they care what they're looking for. <laughs> Come around the side and just like. Can shoot. I go as my little cat self? And just start, like, meowing at them and trying to draw their attention to me. Yeah, roll performance. Oh, no. I'm not very good at that one. Meow, 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 meow. <laughs> meow, meow, meow. Meow, 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 meow. <laughs> uh, 17? Oh, yeah, big time. Uh, it's like the highlight of their day, these guards, seeing a cat. You know, what a time to be alive. Uh, <laughs> uh, what are you doing? Yeah, I'm giving them, like, the, the puss in boots big eyes. Uh, inside, I'm dying a little, and I hate this. Um, <laughs> but I am hamming it up. And I'm just going to, like, very quickly meow as a hint to, like, now's your time to run in. Who's left? Is it just me and Cadmus? Meow, meow, meow. I'm just rolling around. <laughs> I'm, I'm going. Uh, I will follow you. Yeah, these guards are enraptured. Uh, you both get in just fine. <laughs> But I'm going to just, as soon as I see 
what will probably be the feet of Cadmist and Kira, I'm going to dart through the crowd and try to make my way to them. <laughs> okay, sounds good. You've solved my gate puzzle. <laughs> um, also, as a level five druid, I now have two hours in wild shape, but when that, if it seems like it's getting close, I will drop it. But until then, I'm staying a cat. <laughs> sounds good. Uh, everyone but Peck, you make it to Rose Place in Central Plaza. What do you do? Uh, I'll knock on the door then. Yeah, it actually looks open. It's getting late, but some of the shops around here still have their lights on, this one included. Oh, all right, going in then. Yeah, a bell rings above your head as you open the door, and you hear Ro call out from further in the shop, yeah, give me a minute. And you you hear her making her way out from the back, and you see her pull like a shop rag off of her shoulder and start brushing metal shavings off of her claws with it, and she looks up, and she catches herself mid-step a moment, and, and then this big, sharp smile materializes, and she says, oh, hell yeah, I knew it. You have to tell me everything. Uh, well, I mean, actually, I wanted to ask you first what, uh, what happened, you know, and then I'll, uh, fill you in on our cool, uh, adventure. I was out. <laughs> Not ashamed to admit that I had my ass handed to me. You saw how many there were, but, uh, then there was this light, and it was really warm, and I thought that was it. But apparently one of the paladins was just using some healing magic on me. I've, I've never felt healing magic before. I always just let my wounds heal the old-fashioned way. And she, you know, kind of points her thumb to like a couple of scars on her neck and arm with a smile. And she says, uh, anyway, I'm coming to and you guys are passing out. I think whatever the paladins that circled up around you did, it put you to sleep. They, uh, they took you off right after Scary shit to wake up to. I, I tried to explain to a couple of them, but they were weirdly convinced that you were like in league with whoever did those undead attacks, said you were in possession of a quote, artifact of terrible power and were, you know, quote, dangerous and unstable individuals. Cops, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, did you see where they, if they stored that uh, artifact, as they called it? Shit, I, I really don't know. They locked down the whole square for a while there, making sure nobody touched it, vacated the plaza and everything. I, I think it's safe, if that's what you're worried about. All right. Well, I'm glad to see that you're doing well. Um, well, yeah, everything went uh, fine then. Uh, about that pet armor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she gets up and she starts heading towards the other room and she says, yeah, I, I did finish it. I just wasn't sure if you guys were coming for it anytime soon. And she, uh, she grabs all the stuff you ordered and, and she starts handing it out to each of you. And she says, let me know if those work. Yeah. And she leans down towards Kira and gives you like a little, like a friendly punch on the shoulder and says, look, I know we had a deal, but <laughs> it, don't worry about it. As far as I'm I, concerned. Yeah, I insist. And I'm going to hand her the gold that I owe her. Shoot. All right. Yeah. I, I think it was 20, right? Yep. Cool. Yeah. She says, see, I, I fucking, I told him that you were good people. Sorry that my word doesn't seem to go very far around here. Uh, I send you a whisper. I, oh, if you want to give me a yay or a nay, if that's going to be way yeah, too complicated sec. before I say anything. <laughs> yeah, that that's totally fine. I also did a, a roll, but that roll would be a 19 plus four for the sneaks. Okay, yeah. Uh, in cat form, after verifying that Roe is A, safe, and B, still very friendly towards you all, uh, Mira sneaks off and slips away and head towards Hildry's shop to get a look at the state of it. Uh, when you get over there, you see, I mean, it's almost the same as you left it, on the outside at least, uh, but there's a big padlock on the door. And most of the stuff in the window is, well, it's not, it's not gone, it's just been moved, like to the center of the shop floor, and, and by the looks of it, into boxes, like it's all being packed up. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
I have a little paw on the window, just looking at it. Um, and I'm going to go around to the back. Is there anything different about the back? Uh, not on the outside of the building, at least. Uh, once I've seen that and taken a moment to like process and, and see what's happening, I'm going to run back trying to find them and catch back up with them. Sure, yeah. Uh, let's cut back there now. Uh, what are y'all doing at Rose? I'm going to... Uh, Ro, if if anyone comes looking for us, do us a favor and you didn't see us. Oh, it's one of those situations, huh? You got it, bud. Your secret's safe here. I, I appreciate you guys. And she slings this shop rag back over her shoulder and, and her large hands wrap around yours, Cadmus, and she gives it like a firm squeeze and a shake. And she says, <laughs> it was a good time. Uh, Peck, what were you up to while they were here with Ro? <clears throat> uh, after I walked into the gate, I just completely just kept going, beelined it to a spelling bee, stopped in an alleyway, had uh, my unseen servant pull its uh, clothing out of my bag, uh, and then climbed up onto its shoulder since Mora doesn't know that I am a pseudo-dragon, uh, and I want to uh, try and see if the shop door is unlocked and walk in. It is, yeah. Uh, the door's actually propped open and the lights are still on. Uh, and as you walk up, you see her inside, sitting cross-legged on the main counter, just kind of like chewing on a leather cord from her shirt and, and reading a book. Uh, and when you walk in, you see her muster the like customer service face and look up at you. Uh, and then it drops into an expression of relief. And she says, oh, God, it's good. They let you out. Uh, uh, about that, they kind of didn't let us out. We kind of broke out and they kind of don't know that we aren't in jail anymore. Uh, she freezes for a moment, kind of like processing that. Uh, and, and finally, like a smirk crosses her face and, you know, she shakes her head and she says, oh, OK, uh, keep talking. <laughs> Details. Yeah. So, Anzu, we think he may have taken the crown that we I don't know if you noticed us all with the crown. Yeah, for sure. It was a whole thing. They they blocked off the square and they, they wouldn't let anybody in or out of the buildings even. I, I mean, they, they really did not paint you all in a great light. They said that it was a weapon and yeah like... it is it kind of summoned the undead uh also uh side note uh anziel's probably not a great guy who is probably in bed with the devil <laughs> both metaphorically and physically if i had to guess um we kind of need to get that crown back from him uh do you by chance happen to notice where it may have went uh let me think Sorry, I, I'm a bit foggy. I got hit pretty good that night. Yeah, which I'm, which I'm glad you're okay. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, you, you too. Um, yeah, I, I remember you all being on the ground, like passed out, and some paladins went to go take the crown from you all, but Anseo made a big deal about nobody touching it. They shuffled us off inside and everything, but I did a bit of light snooping, and I, and I listened in. I remember hearing something about a stronghold at Moonvale, and a whole unit of paladins seemed to leave in that direction, carrying a big box. Did you see, get enough good look at it that you could describe it to me in excruciating detail from, like, memory? Was uh, it an ornate box or just, like, a, a wooden box? She says, oh, sure, yeah, here. Uh, and, and she, like, leans back and reaches under the counter and snags a piece of parchment and pulls a pencil from her hair. And, and like, she must have been using it to hold her hair back in a little twist because, you know, it just it spills down and forward. Uh, but she doesn't seem to notice or pay it any mind. She just starts sketching. Uh, and you remember now, Moira's shop is the one that had all the little hand-drawn bee illustrations yeah. on the scrolls. 
Yeah, and, I do. Yeah, she starts sketching out a little like cube in perspective, you know, just like lightly shading the different planes. Uh, and she says, honestly, it's, it's not much to look at or anything. Uh, and as she keeps rendering, just adding indications of the material, like it's made of wood, uh, several slats jointed together based on what she's drawing. Uh, and there's like a raised trim and a latching like clamshell style lid. Uh, and she says, but I, I did think this was kind of interesting. And she starts pressing harder to fill in some like darker bands showing these two, I don't know, maybe iron wrappings going all the way around the box, like vertically. Uh, and she says, you know, like normally there's one big lock in the middle of a box like this, but this one, it had two latches, one on either side. Uh, and she adds like two little padlocks, one on each of the iron bands. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Seems like they wanted it locked up tight, I guess. Uh, yes. It's a, would you mind if I take this uh, drawing with me? Yeah, of course. Also, if you could maybe not tell anyone that you saw me here tonight. Oh, yeah. I mean, I kind of assumed. Yeah. Things are probably about to get really bad here. If you have like any family in a, in a nearby town... I would recommend you go stay with them for a little while. Uh, she kind of looks out at the shop and, you know, she smiles this kind of melancholy smile and she says, I don't know about that. This place is, I just don't think I could leave it after how hard I've worked to finally get it, you know? And besides, my closest family that I'd be welcome to stay with is pretty far out. So I think I'll stick around here unless things go south. I trust your judgment, but you, I, you have been warned. Thank you, Ellen. I, I appreciate it. Hey, warn a girl if you hear any rumblings that things are about to break bad, okay? I will I will give you as ample warning as I'm able to. She smiles and nods, but you can like see the gears turning. Uh, and then she says, your friends, they all got out too, right? Yes, all out. Keep that to yourself, though. Yeah, of course. Hey, listen, we tried, Ro and I. They wouldn't listen. It feels like due process isn't on the table, and it just seems like, you know, if they're not going to play fairly, then... Look, I <laughs> I like you guys. You don't deserve all this, and I, I just think that maybe I can help. I have this little apartment in the Timberline Burrows. As, as she I, goes, listen, Maura, I, I think... I, I like you. You're nice and everything, but I... I think we should just be friends. <laughs> <laughs> Midway through a sentence, just just stops and stares blankly into the middle distance. Like you can see her trying to figure out how we got oh, here. Was that? I'm I'm not really good with people. <laughs> she says, "Yes, Ellen, I'm aware. I, I got that vibe. Uh, just sort of as a blanket statement, though. You don't have to worry about me hitting on you." <laughs> and she uh, she shakes her head and kind of laughs it off, and she says. No, I, I was going to say that I have a little apartment in the Timberline Burrows northwest of here. You're all welcome to lay low there as long as you need. That would be that, that would be wonderful. That's that's too kind. But I will, will of course take it. <laughs> uh, she says, it's not far from here, but it's it's also not far from the barracks. I, uh, I have to assume that's where they've been keeping you. Uh, yes. And she puts her hand in her pocket and produces a brass key and scribbles down some directions on a scrap of paper and hands you both of them. Uh, and she says... I hope it works out for you. Uh, take your time. I'll just stay here in the shop. I've uh, <laughs> I've done it before. Yes. If, should we decide to make a move? I like I said. I will. I will get word to you. Um. Also, just just because I know they might ask, Mildred, is she okay? What What happened? Uh, she kind of smiles and shakes her head and says, 
Elwyn, you you know it's Hildry, right? Oh, it's oh it's, I, yeah yes um um uh, yes um Hildry. <laughs> there's this uh there's this like brief moment where you forgetting her name clearly brings to mind some memories of more fun times, and then her smile turns a bit. You know, it fades and she gets kind of quiet and she shakes her head and the smile comes back a bit, but it's definitely a sadder one than before. And she says, she was, she was really fond of you guys. She was, uh, something. Yeah. Uh, I have a whisper from Becca. You're heading to Moira's? Yeah, my little cat paw is running across the town square to try to get... Yeah, as Moira's talking to you, Peck, she smiles as she, like, catches a glimpse of a cat at the front door. Jumping into the air. (laughs) (laughs) Not quite jumping, just pawing at the glass. Yeah, she smiles and she opens the door and she goes to pet you. uh, And then she turns to Elwyn and says, Hey, I I don't know if this is overstepping, but if you want to, you know, visit Hildry... um, At her shop? Oh, um, so no, she's I she's mean, okay. You can like tell that she's really trying to be tactful here and, and like doesn't quite know how to put this. And she says, I guess I thought you knew Elwyn Hildry didn't make it. Oh, 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 I see. Yeah. And she stands up and starts getting a bowl of water for the cat. Uh, yeah, I'll drop the wild shape and put the hood up. Okay, yeah, she's like, she's startled at how fast you move, and she like spills the little bowl of water on herself, and she... I'm so sorry. Oh, no, hey, that's, I get it. It sounds like you're all kind of on the run. And she's using her baggy knit cardigan to like blot at the water on her shirt, and she says, I was, um, I I was just telling Elwyn that, well, I guess you heard just now about Hildry. I was afraid that was the case, um... Do you know what happened to her after? Well, they uh, they kind of cleared things out pretty quick. She didn't have any family that we knew of, so it was kind of a quiet affair. But, I, I mean, I can write down where she's resting if you want to visit. Uh, yeah, that would that would be much appreciated. Um, yeah. Yeah, she says, I, I see her most days on my way here, actually. It's, it's on the way from my place. Uh, and she tears a piece of paper out of a nearby journal, and she writes down where you can find her, and then she folds it up and hands it to you. Thank you, um, Moira. You've your kindness is is I don't know how we can thank you for this. Um, between what you did for us on the night and and she's also giving us a place to lie low. Um, and I slide like put the paper over her. We we need to find the others and regroup. You're you're right. Um, thank you. And I uh, drop in a cat form. <laughs> she turns to Elwyn and she says. Yeah, I'll never get used to seeing transmutation magic like that. <laughs> oh, yes, like someone being a, an animal instead of a person would hate to see it. Well, hate is a strong word. Uh, do let me know if you have any trouble, but I trust you can all take care of yourselves. Be well, Elwyn. Uh, absolutely. Uh, then I'll, I'll follow out after uh, Mira, Mira Cat. Yep, and I will lead him to where the rest of the group was since I ran off from them. Sure, sounds good. Uh, after a brief walk, the party all meets up together. Uh, what are you doing? I just look at Peck because I can't talk. Um, <laughs> guys, I, I met with uh, Moria, and she graciously gave us a place where we can lie low. I feel like we need to sit and come up with a plan before we attack. What she told me is Anzil and the others, they didn't care to hear anyone's side of the story. 
I, I think Anzeal needs to be dealt with, but I don't think we can do it tonight. Yeah, we got the same vibe from Ro. She was telling us that they didn't want to hear anything from her either. So I, I have, she gave me some directions and I offer the paper out, but it's near the barracks. We'll, we'll have to, to sneak there and we can uh, lay low and try and uh, come up with a plan in the morning. Sounds like a plan to me. Cadmus, any, any thoughts? He's just kind of like looking off in the distance when you say his name. He'll snap back and be like, that sounds like a great idea. Uh, well, uh, let's go. I'll, I'll lead them there, I suppose. Sure. Uh, with the direction she gave you, you, you start through the western part of town, uh, cutting through neighborhoods and alleys and uh, making your way to the Timberline Borough. Did we pass where the site would have been? Uh, yeah. I think that you reasonably could have, yeah. Um, I'm going to drop the cat form, put the hood up. If you all don't mind, just one quick moment. And I'm going to go down and just put my hand on the site. Just. And I'll, I'll turn to everyone. Like, um, turns out Hildry didn't make it. Uh, Anzio didn't try and save her, it seems. I'm going to cast plant growth. Obviously, the shamrock, but also any other plants I saw her grow in the shop. So a lot of the magical arcane focuses coming up with some wildflowers. Yeah. Um, as everyone looks on from a distance, Mira kneels to touch the ground and slowly the area becomes more lush. The grass becomes greener and fuller, and sprouts start to peek through from between the blades, just pushing their way up and unfurling into small patches of shamrocks and mistletoe and vines of moon seed. Just dozens and dozens of plants you can't even name. All of them covering Hildry's resting place and spreading outward with one tiny sprig of oak directly in the middle. Um, I don't... I'm sorry. 